what will you do after chat GPT steals your job? Because it looks like it's going to steal your job. And in fact, it's stolen lots of people's jobs and they're not happy about it because most of them are able to write for uh, progressive newspapers like uh, the Washington Post, Business Insider, Wired, various other places. And they're, they're complaining that they are now out of jobs and I'm quite happy about it. Um, but there's one person who's not going to get his job stolen and that's the Duke of Marlborough. Go and watch our epics, uh, epochs even. Damn, we should have called it epics. That's a great name. Uh, epochs about the Battle of Blenheim, uh, where uh, the Duke of Marlborough, John Churchill, absolutely destroys the French. It's a brilliant story, really well told by Bo. I had a great time doing it. Uh, totally worth your time. Anyway, so the New York Post uh, has told us, well, hang on a second. Chat GPT is going to make a lot of jobs obsolete. And they've got a list of different. Uh, Areas, education, finance, software engineering, graphic design, not good. Yeah, crucial industries. I mean, to be honest with you, finance, I can kind of understand because it's just numbers. You know, eventually that was going to be automated in the way that like stock trading was going to be automated. Software engineering as well. Actually, I can completely understand because writing code is something essentially a computer could do. Mm. Uh, I have done coding. So it's, you, you know. It'll be the people telling it what kind of code to write that will be important. Okay, fair enough. Graphic design, though, I mean, you know, did you not want a human touch behind these things? Education, which is just tragic. That's deeply dystopian, that. Can you yeah. imagine a, a classroom without a teacher in it, just a screen? <laughs> yes. Uh, and the, I mean, it, there's a lot to say about education that I'm not going to get into now. Mm. Um, but okay, a lot of this you would maybe expect to become automated. But one of these categories was, uh, Journalism. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's, is there not literally a service that does, it sort of produces kind of, uh, you know, progressive articles for you out of an AI? Well, yeah, but then that kind of dovetails with what I was about to say about it, is, which is, when was the last time you saw any actual journalism? Well, that's a great point. I mean, what we call journalism today basically refers to, again, the kind of regime approved, regime-sponsored spokespeople um, yeah, masquerading as journalists. Well, that's the thing. It's, it's kind of like the court stenographer, mm. right? Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Th- th- that's literally all they do. Oh, there's a press release. I mean, look at the Nigel Farage thing recently. But, I mean, Coots said this. Oh, okay, don't investigate any further, BBC. Yeah, you know? don't investigate the bank. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. God, <laughs> God forbid. You know, you do a bit of investigative journalist. I don't know. What, what, how did Nigel Farage get that uh, memo? Didn't he put in, oh, was it Freedom of Information? Yes. My goodness. If only a journalist could have thought about that. Who would have, yeah, who would have thought? But no, they just took literally their word at face value, did no work, and it's like, oh, but ChatGPT can steal our job. Yeah, of course it can steal the job. You know, it can just repurpose the official statement of Coots just as well as you can, if not more efficiently, actually. Uh, And to be honest with you, I'm happy with that. You know, if I've got to be just told what the line is, (laughs) I may as well just have an AI tell me what the line is. So, Carl, are you thinking, uh, are we going to be laying off the whole load seat of staff and just replacing it with an AI? Well, we're not journalists. <laughs> well, hey, that's a so, great point. Uh, you know, we, we would never be lowered to that standard. Um, <laughs> that dirty label. Yeah, exactly. No, we're, we're, we're real human beings and uh, we do real things, um, unlike journalists. <laughs> so, why I'd have been asking us, well, who will you be afterwards? Uh, and this I love so much. We can go to the next one, John. Um, they, they say this. A few months ago... I was waiting for the subway with a friend, a professional editor who had never used a large language model. Standing on the platform, she told me about an article she'd been working on. ChatGPT had come out six weeks earlier, and I input her summary of it into, onto my phone and showed, me the res- showed her the result. 
I've been following OpenAI's transformer-driven model since 2019 and have forgotten the effect that they can have on first exposure. My friend couldn't take her eyes off the little grey box as the article came out line by line. It took her, me a minute to register the shock on her face. Then she said, only half joking, I'm going to be unemployed by the end of the year. <laughs> Literally, all you do is that. I mean, and what they, does that say about your work, though? Exactly. Come on, right? Exactly. If it can literally... Because, I mean, like, you know, ChatGPT, what it does is it mimics human text. <laughs> and it just draws from, you know, whatever it can find available mm. on the internet, right? So it's, it's not that it's creative. It can't be creative. And so you're like, oh, my God, this thing that can't be creative can do my job better just than me. <laughs> better than me, yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, but then what's that say about you and your job? <laughs> you know? Anyway, he carries on. This is quite a long article, but throughout it, there's like interspersed this little story, right? I caught up with my editor friend again recently, three months after her first exposure to ChatGPT. She seemed more concerned than ever. I just think it's going to be a hard fall. She felt the younger, more technically adept nipping at she felt the younger, more te technically adept nipping at her heels and was worried that she hadn't been brought up to be resilient enough for this kind of challenge. I mean, that's another issue entirely. Though. Which I believe totally, <laughs> yeah. actually. I tried to offer hope in the form of a story that Gregory Clark, Professor Emer Emeritus at UC Davis, told me about aristocratic landowners during the Industrial Revolution. Tenant farmers abandoning the country to follow better wages into factories in the city caused the value of the aristocrats' farmland to drop, causing massive losses for the aristocracy. The small aristocrats, though, said Clark, the ones who could adapt, simply followed the farmers into the cities and became urban landlords. My friend was only partly sold. What was the equivalent for her now? Hmm. Why doesn't that make me feel better? Why? Because she is the aristocrat. Well, I was going to say, is she not? She's identifying herself with the aristocrat. Yes. I mean, that's a bit of a self-report, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> she, she's not. Uh, yeah, but I'm not a field laborer yeah. or some modern equivalent of. Yeah, you know, learn I'm, to code. Yeah, I'm not stacking shelves. I'm not doing dog work, doing coding or anything like yeah. that. I, I do a very, very easy job where it's basically email based. Oh, no, it's a very, very important yeah, job. Exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. LARPing is, a, uh, she's LARPing as a person who does an important job. Mm. <laughs> that's the thing. Uh, anyway, so um, they, they, in this article, it carries on and basically uh, says, look, essentially, people are probably going to have to do things that aren't technical, actually. Mm. Uh, gives an example of uh, a chess grandmaster who became a comedian uh, <laughs> just because AI could beat him at chess every it's time. Well-trodden career path, though. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's the unusualness of it. And, uh, and so he says, if this trend is any indication, we should expect to see softer skills, humor, presence, personality become the game. In this light, we might already be halfway there without realizing it. Perhaps the future belongs to the influencer. And I've said this many times leading up to this. Is essentially, the future is going to be people to be being paid to be on social media. Yeah. That's it. And it's going to be humanity trapped on social media, like doing Instagram stories and TikToks forever doing the whole npc yeah thing exactly right? if you want to imagine a, 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 a vision of the future imagine <laughs> imagine a tiktoker going gang gang mm, forever <laughs> yes 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 it, just is this really what human humanity was destined to become right but there there is an important point in this because obviously the kind of i mean oakshot talks about this obviously the technical training that is prioritized in the modern world the kind of rationalism yeah by its nature, can be automated. Mm -hmm. That's the whole point of it. You know, yes. the, the man treated as a fungible good where it's just the tech, you know, the, yeah. the skills, the technique. Yeah. You know, it does make him interchangeable. The, the, ab the, abstract, of, the yeah. abstract of it makes it something a machine could do yeah. very, very easily. 
I mean, it's all like I mean, a calculator. It's that view, the rationalist view, is it literally views man as a machine. Yes, it views man as man a as fungible. a living calculator. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's no surprise. I mean, yeah. the, the logic is towards automating that. Well, that's the thing. The plumbers aren't like I'm worried about Chat GPT. Yeah. You know, it's like no, because they do real things. Yeah, you know? yeah. Again, practical knowledge. Yeah, as yeah. opposed to technical. A- absolutely. Yeah. If we get to the next one, John. Right. Again, Washington Post has been talking about this. Chat GPT took their jobs. Now they walk as dog. Now they work as dog walkers and fix air conditioners. It's like really. I mean, actually, that's useful. I was going to say, fair enough. What they right. did prior is uh, copywriting mm. for you know places like the Washington Post and the New York Times. Uh, Olivia Lipkin was a copywriter in San Francisco. Didn't think too much about it. Champ GPT got her job. Uh, <laughs> important jobs for young white women. <laughs> Sorry, it's this is a recurring pattern. Like the previous one, young white woman. Why? Why do you do that, John? Anyway, uh, there's a chap here called Eric Fine who ran his content writing business uh, for 10 years, and he'd charge $60 an hour to write everything from 150-word descriptions of bath mats to website copy for cannabis companies. So why you should join our... Can- why you should buy our cannabis? Why you should buy this bath mat? It's like, yeah, but... That, hey, that's, is that worth $60 an hour? Mm. Like, how long did it take you to write 150-word Well, clearly not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, but exactly. Yeah. Clearly not, because I was just like, yeah, but Chad GPT will do that for me. Yeah. And that's like, that's you done. And so uh, he's decided to become a uh, HVAC uh, technician. And next year he tra- plans to train to become a plumber. And it's like... Based. Yeah, exactly. That's good for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And that pays quite well. Actually. Yeah. You know? I think the other thing is, you know, it would be, you know, don't want to generalize, but it would be good for people like this to get their hands dirty, right? There's a certain... It's character building, isn't it? That is. You know, you compare that to the kind of soft-handed office work that they were doing. Yeah, the email work that they were doing. Yeah. It's like, okay, but you guys have never really had a job. Mm. That's the thing. This, and, you know, you're working in San Francisco as a copywriter. Yeah. You've never really done any work. <laughs> in fact, the next one is, again, again another example of this. Right, here's another copywriter. Uh, if you can scroll up to the top a second. There we go. Um, so we can see the, the, the picture of the woman. There we go. She really ever had a job? I don't want to generalize. I don't want to stereotype, but come on. Yeah. Yeah. She says, I lost my job to chat GPT because she was a copywriter. I was out of work for three months before taking a new job, passing out samples at grocery stores. Nature is healing. Isn't it? Nature is healing. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's probably what her grandmother did. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> I mean, Hey, perhaps somebody like this is She's more well suited. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, perhaps she's more well-suited to that line of work, maybe. Makes me laugh. Anyway, she says, I'm a writer and stand-up comedian. It's like, really, that's not paying the bills, eh? Mm. What a surprise. Yeah. I know of many comedians who uh, yeah. look like that, let's say, and they're not the best in the biz. Yeah, the, the female comedian angle isn't paying the bills. Can't believe it. She says, I've always worked a day job. For the past several years, I've worked as a full-time freelance copywriter. I work on web pages, branded blogs, blah, 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 blah. You know, for the first time, I felt I had a sustainable career. Clients were simply unwilling to pay for a copywriting any longer, unless that writer could provide also email management and blah, 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 various other uh, sort of additions, which ChatGPT obviously can. And so that was the end of her. Mm. Um, so she says, I got hired as a brand ambassador, which is a fancy way of saying I offer samples to sparkling, of sparkling water at grocery stores. I'm still applying for jobs, but in the meantime, this allows me to keep the lights on. Oof. Just saying, it wasn't really real, was it? That's the thing, you know, speaking as if she's so above that kind of work, when actually the job she was doing before, I mean, literally anybody could do. And I'm not, I'm not being facetious, facetious saying that. Li- yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
just the te- again the technical training, and anybody can do it. Yeah, and and this thing like what is, is it really like a necessary job? You know, that's the thing. Like, so if if it can be outsourced this easily, mm. you know, you you're the one who's been like, okay, I've chosen something actually. You know, the time has come, and oh. this this happens. You know, and they were so arrogant. I was like, oh, you need to learn to code. Yeah, it's like, yeah, no, yeah, no, learn to hand out sparkling water <laughs> yeah learn to smile and yeah. say would you would you like some of our ice yeah. water yeah. This is, i mean it's it's interesting though because on on the right i do think there is a tendency sometimes to be luddites and i've i mean I, i'm oh, certainly yeah. susceptible to that yeah, as you are total but i do think you know we have to we, we have to make our peace with technology basically yeah, yeah, yeah. on the right because automation is not a bad thing it doesn't have to yeah. be a bad thing yeah um we shouldn't be scared of it um you know when it's taking the jobs of People who, again, it's not even really a real job. No. That's not a bad thing. No. Um, but again, it's uh, if we were in control, everything would be better, I think, is what it comes down to. Yeah. I mean, but it, it is. It, yeah. But the thing is that there's a lot of time and effort and money that's being put into AI, mm. and it is going to automate almost everything. I mean, to be honest with you, eventually what we're doing is probably going to be automated. Yeah. You know? and so, but, the, but the question is, Will people want to listen to an authentic human being and look at an authentic human being? Or will they be satisfied with the CGI render? And uh, let's hope. Depends if they're a zoomer or not. Yeah, exactly. Let's hope they don't want the CGI render because, you know, this could all come back to us and uh, bite us on the rear. Um, but at least we were doing something that people wanted. Yeah. I mean, this is a very. I mean, in her defense, people did want this, but like it's just typing text. Yeah. Well, it's fungible. Yeah. It's fungible exact, work. Yeah. It's such. And and it's not what she wants to do anyway. Maybe this will give her the kick up the rear she needs to actually go and make something of a comedy career. Yeah. And then we'll leave that there. Then. Thank you for watching that segment from the podcast of Lotus Eaters. If you enjoyed, why not visit our website where you can get the podcast live from one o'clock on weekdays in full, uncensored and for free, as well as for as little as five pounds a month, getting access to all of our premium content and helping us keep the lights on with series like Josh's eclectic series, Contemplations, where he discusses politics, psychology and all sorts of other topics, including in this latest episode with Bo discussing if a country's geography is tied to its prosperity. Interesting stuff. If you'd like to see the rest of the content we're putting out, you can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Firm and the rest of us over at at lotuseaters underscore com. Until next time, goodbye.